How's it going, Tom? We've got some good stories to dive into today. Indeed, and best of all, it's Friday, so we hope you have some fun weekend plans, or maybe just enjoy some time away from all those Y Combinator founders. Until then, though, let's jump into today's top stories to keep you informed. First up, a significant development in the tech world. The European Commission is on the brink of issuing a hefty fine against Apple. We're talking about around $500 million for what's being described as anti-competitive practices in the streaming music market. Apple isn't taking this lying down, though. They've countered Spotify's accusations by shedding light on Spotify's dominance in the market and highlighting their own contributions to Spotify's success. This battle has been brewing for years, and now it seems like things are coming to a head. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Tom's News from Pocket Pod News. Moving on, Comac is making waves at the Singapore Air Show with its C919 and ARJ21 jets. The Chinese state-owned company is gunning to compete with giants like Boeing and Airbus. But there are hurdles ahead, especially when it comes to certification by U.S. and European regulators. And finally, we're taking a look at Stability AI's latest creation, Stable Diffusion 3. This advanced image-generating AI model aims to set new standards in the field, boasting an array of features designed for various hardware setups. But with great power comes great responsibility. The company is also focusing on safety measures to prevent misuse. From tech giants clashing over competition laws to advancements in aviation and AI that could reshape industries, we're covering all angles today. Stay with us. We've got all the news you need to kickstart your day right here on Tom's News. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. The battle between tech giants Apple and Spotify over music streaming is heating up. That's right. The European Commission is poised to make a historic ruling against Apple, potentially fining the company for anti-competitive practices. This could reshape the digital music streaming landscape and set a precedent for how digital marketplaces operate. With us to dive deeper into this complex issue is PocketPod News International political correspondent Sarah Rogers. Sarah, the EC's expected ruling could mark a significant turn in how tech giants navigate competition laws, right? Absolutely, Jonathan. This expected ruling indeed signals a critical moment for the tech industry, particularly for Apple. The European Commission's move to potentially fine Apple over its practices in the music streaming market underscores a growing regulatory focus on ensuring fair competition within the digital ecosystem. If confirmed, this would be the EC's first-ever fine against Apple, emphasizing the seriousness with which it views these alleged anti-competitive practices. Can you give us more insights into what led to this anticipated decision by the EC? Sure. The core of this issue revolves around Spotify's complaint filed a few years ago, accusing Apple of using its control over the App Store to stifle competition and favor its own music service. Specifically, Spotify has argued that Apple imposes restrictive rules and takes a large cut from transactions within the App Store, which they see as disadvantaging other music streaming services. Following this complaint, the European Commission launched an investigation into whether these practices distort competition in music streaming services by limiting choice and innovation. And how has Apple responded to these allegations? 
Apple has robustly defended its App Store policies. They argue that their platform has fostered an environment where developers of all sizes can thrive and that their policies are designed to protect consumers and provide a level playing field. Apple also points to Spotify's significant growth and market share as evidence that competitive harm hasn't occurred. According to Midia's 2022 report, Spotify holds a 56% share of the market, contrasting with Amazon Music at 20% and Apple Music at 11%. It sounds like there's also a broader conversation about how digital markets are regulated. What can you tell us about new regulations like the Digital Markets Act? That's right. The Digital Markets Act, or DMA, is part of the EU's efforts to curb what it sees as anti-competitive behavior by digital gatekeepers. In anticipation of DMA coming into effect, Apple introduced what they're calling a core technology fee for developers wanting to operate under these new rules. This move is seen by some as an attempt by Apple to ensure developers contribute financially towards maintaining iOS platform capabilities while also trying to comply with regulatory demands for open competition. So what does all of this mean for developers and consumers? This ongoing legal battle raises significant questions about fairness in app marketplaces. For developers, it's about having equal opportunities to compete without undue restrictions imposed by platform owners. For consumers, it's about access to a diverse range of services without monopolistic practices limiting choice or inflating prices. Both sides argue that their approach best serves consumer interests while fostering innovation. It sounds like we're at a pivotal moment in addressing these challenges within digital marketplaces. Indeed we are, Jonathan. The confrontation between Apple and Spotify is more than just a legal battle. It reflects broader tensions concerning app distribution policies, developer fees, and consumer choice in our increasingly digital world. Thanks for those insights, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. At the Singapore Air Show this year, a new player is making waves in the aviation industry. That's right. The Chinese state-owned plane maker Comac showcased its C919 and ARJ21 jets, turning heads as it steps up to compete with industry behemoths Airbus and Boeing. Despite some skepticism, Tibet Airlines has already placed a 50-plane order for the C919. Pocket Pod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers joins us today to delve into Comac's international ambitions, the challenges of certification they face, and how geopolitical risks might affect their journey in the global market. Anthony, how significant is this move for Comac on the world stage? Jonathan, it's quite a significant step for Comac, China's state-owned plane maker. By showcasing its C919 and ARJ21 jets at the Singapore Air Show, Comac has clearly thrown down the gauntlet in its quest to rival industry giants like Airbus and Boeing. This move is not just about showcasing hardware. It's an assertive push for international recognition and market penetration. That sounds like a bold statement of intent from Comac. Can you tell us more about the specifics of their showcase? Absolutely. The highlight was certainly the presentation of the C919, which marked its debut outside mainland China at the air show during the week of February 22nd. Alongside it, Comac also displayed its ARJ-21 jets. This was a strategic move to capture attention at a time when both Airbus and Boeing are grappling with supply chain issues. Interesting timing indeed. 
How has the industry reacted to COMAX offerings? The reaction has been a mix of interest and skepticism. For instance, Tibet Airlines placed a 50-plane order for the C919 during the air show week, signaling strong domestic support. However, there's an undercurrent of caution among international players who are intrigued by COMAX offerings but are waiting on regulatory approvals from U.S. and European authorities before considering any purchases. Speaking of regulatory approvals, could you expand on the certification challenges COMAX faces? Certainly. Despite securing over 1,000 orders primarily from Chinese entities for the C919, breaking into Western markets is hampered by significant regulatory hurdles. Aviation executives have shown interest but emphasize that U.S. and European regulatory certification is crucial before they can seriously consider adding these jets to their fleets. China aims to pursue European Union Aviation Safety Agency certification this year, which will be a key milestone if achieved. What about COMAX plans for international operations? There have been some positive developments on that front, too. Gallup Air in Brunei has ordered 30 COMAX planes, including C919s. However, actual certification for operation is anticipated to take another two to three years, according to estimates. Meanwhile, Indonesian carrier Transnusa operating ARJ-21 aircraft is an early indicator of cautious but growing international interest in what COMAX has to offer. And how does this position COMAC against giants like Airbus and Boeing? Both Airbus and Boeing have acknowledged COMAC as competition, but have also pointed out that there's no significant market differentiation yet from what they offer themselves. However, industry observers view this emerging competition as beneficial as it could drive innovation and diversity in aerospace manufacturing options available globally. Could you touch upon how geopolitics plays into this scenario? Of course, one of the considerable challenges facing COMAC is its heavy reliance on Western parts, engines being a prime example where Rolls-Royce highlighted technology gaps that still exist with Chinese manufacturers like COMAC. This dependency exposes them to geopolitical risks amid escalating tensions between Beijing with Washington and Brussels, which could impact their supply chains adversely. Similar issues that their Western competitors face but compounded by political frictions. It sounds like despite attracting attention and securing orders, there are still many challenges ahead for COMAC. Exactly, Jonathan. While securing domestic orders showcases strong national support and ambition on part of COMAC, achieving necessary certifications from U.S. and European authorities remains a formidable hurdle they need to overcome, along with mitigating risks associated with geopolitical tensions and dependence on Western technology components. That was PocketPod News visiting business analyst Anthony Byers, Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. The AI race is heating up with Stability AI's latest announcement. Right, they've just unveiled Stable Diffusion 3, or SD3 for short. It's their new image-generating AI model that promises to push the boundaries of what's possible in artificial intelligence amidst fierce competition from giants like OpenAI and Google. To dive deeper into what makes SD3 stand out and how it might change the landscape of generative AI, we're joined by PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Katrina, there's a lot of buzz about the technical innovations and the promise of versatility without being tied to an API. What can you tell us? 
Well, Jonathan, the buzz is certainly well-founded. Um, Stability AI's development of Stable Diffusion 3, or SD3 as it's being called, represents a significant leap forward in the field of generative artificial intelligence, especially in image generation. By introducing a novel architecture that includes an updated diffusion transformer technique and employing flow matching for quality improvement, SD3 is setting itself apart from competitors like OpenAI and Google. That sounds intriguing. Could you explain a bit more about these technical innovations and why they're significant? Of course. Um, the diffusion transformer technique, which was pioneered just last year and has seen revisions in 2023, is at the heart of SD3's ability to generate high-quality images. This technique essentially allows the model to learn how to generate images step-by-step -step from a noise distribution towards an actual image that matches the user's input description. Flow matching further enhances this by ensuring that the transformations are smooth and coherent, leading to higher quality outputs. Additionally, what sets SD3 apart is its hardware compatibility. Uh, the model parameters range significantly from 800 million to 8 billion, indicating it can scale according to available hardware resources. This means that despite its advanced capabilities, users with various levels of machine learning setups can work with SD3 effectively. Sounds like they've really pushed the envelope on accessibility and quality. What about its applications? I've heard there's potential beyond just static images. Absolutely. Ahmad Mostake, CEO of Stability AI, has highlighted SD3's potential for multimodal understanding and even video generation capabilities. While these features are theoretical at this stage, it indicates that there are no technical barriers preventing their future inclusion in the model. Uh, this could potentially revolutionize not just image generation, but also how we approach video content creation using AI. With such advancements come concerns about safety and misuse, though, right? Precisely. Um, Stability AI has been very vocal about prioritizing safety measures from training through testing and eventual deployment of SD3. They're collaborating with researchers and experts to ensure innovation comes with integrity. Their goal is to prevent misuse by bad actors, especially considering concerns around AI-generated inappropriate content once safety mechanisms are bypassed. In response to these challenges and potential concerns, Stability AI aims for SD3 to be versatile without being confined um, by API limitations unlike some rivals projects like OpenAI's Sora project. This strategy positions stable diffusion as an essential generative AI technology offering fewer restrictions on method or content creation while still aiming for broad applicability across various hardware configurations. It's good to see such a balance between innovation and responsibility in developing these powerful tools. Indeed, Jonathan. As we approach its public release, the impact of Stable Diffusion 3 on both technological innovation and ethical considerations within the AI community will undoubtedly be substantial and closely watched. Thanks for breaking all of that down for us today, Katrina. My pleasure, Jonathan. Always glad to share insights on such exciting developments in technology. And that's Tom's News for Friday, February 23rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Tom. We hope you have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.